Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound as episode 341 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker, and of course, I'm being joined by Big Underscore Bane. What is going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. Uh, it is a uh, it is a Friday as we record. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, lovely day. Not super hot. Not super nice. hot. It's getting a little toasty. A little toasty. You're still tanking it. Yeah, I see. Damn right. I'll be tanking it until it's in the 70s. Oh, nice. And I then like I'll it. be wearing a heavy heavy coat. Heavy coat and flannel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your favorite person in the world is our guest today. Oh, okay. Who's that? Big Chuck. That is not my favorite person in the world. <laughs> you lied to me. A.K.A. Charlie Shaw from the Elite Eight Showdown. He will be joining us here this week and next week. So uh, it'll be a fun fun interview, I think, for everyone to check out, if, especially if you haven't uh, had a chance to check out Elite Eight Showdown just yet. we got some wrestling talk, some movie talk. we got some toy talk and an awesome WTF story sent to us from a good friend, Travis Fowler. I'm very excited about that. You were legit like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what I told you. Travis Fowler's got one? Yeah. It's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I'm, I'm excited to dive into that. Also, we got to talk about this. Dude, look at this bang we got in front of us. Yeah, we... We snuck onto a military base and got these ourselves. That we did not. No, we did not. <laughs> I, we would have gotten shot on site. Yeah, for sure. We uh, we had a good patron, a good friend of our show, a patron. He um, reached out and asked us about these. Have you been able to get them? And I've actually contacted a few people about getting these. Mm-hmm. One guy was actually works in like bang distribution or something. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I think I can get them. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Just let me know. Ship them to me. I'll pay you whatever. You know, yeah. like, I just want to get these drinks. He gets me back later. Yeah, I'm not able to get those two. And I'm like, oh. he goes, I get you other ones. And I'm like, I can get the other ones. I right. Mean, come on, man. I want the two military exclusive, the purple Kittles mm-hmm. and the strawberry. It was a strawberry blast, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're drinking purple Kittles today, which I'm, I'm excited to try this one. Super red, white, and blue can. Very Americana based. Pretty awesome. I'm excited. This is going to be great. It's also kind of sad because this may be the only time we ever drink this. Right. So if this is really good, that's going to really piss me off. Part of me hopes that it's terrible. Yeah. Just because I'm like, okay, 
Kind of like that mango bango. Right. Like was, I don't care no, if I ever see that mango bango again. That was awful. So bad. But uh, that will be our uh, our bang for the next two weeks. We got strawberry blast and purple kittle. So wow. next week we got strawberry blast. I'm gonna crack it open. Are you? Yeah. Let me know what you think, man. It smells good. Does it smell it, good? It honestly kind of smells like the uh, the most recent one they put out. So interestingly enough, um, the radical I, skedaddle. Yeah, I have heard these will be made like nationwide in a year. Yeah. And then they're going to do two two more exclusive military I like that. flavors. I like that. Is it good? It's kind of like grape Skittles. Like if Skittles oh, were man. grapes. I'm ready to try it. Dude. Really good? Yeah, it's pretty damn good. It's got a hint of a grape flavor, but it's kind of got that Skittle flavor too. Oh, that's fresh. Right. I like it. It's tasty. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing that it's so good. Yeah, it, it bums me out a little bit. Like I don't even want to drink the rest of it yeah, I because know. I want to conserve it. Yeah, want to conserve. Like I, I th- yeah, maybe I ought to put this back in the fridge and just take a sip a day. A sip a day probably wouldn't be good after. A it while. W- like after the next day, I'd be needing to throw it out. Yeah. Um, AEW figures, man, they're starting to turn out places. Yeah. Did you hit up any Walmart's today? Did you I, do any leg work? I did as not. They say I, did not, I did not do any toy spotting. I did not do any leg work. Not today, anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, basically, I woke up and we started podcasting. Uh, I still got to mow my yard if you happen to pull up. Son of a bitch. Yeah, so <laughs> um, the numbers jumped yesterday. I checked a couple of Walmarts. They weren't out yet. Although I did hear one person found them at the uh, – people locally won't know this. The Broken Arrow by the uh, the Warren Theater, the Target over there. Okay. Or the Walmart over there. Okay. Very cool. So someone did find them. Okay. Uh, but they said they only found Jericho, Kenny, and Cody. No Young Bucks. Wow. Uh, I have seen online someone did have the one in one thousand Jericho. I saw that was uh, a um, uh, uh, Matt Cardona fan, right? I think so. Whatever their podcast, Major Bros, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, right? And interestingly enough, the sticker wasn't on there. Yes. Now I was going to ask you about that because you had said the sticker is kind of what because this is coming from the Funko right, line right, of thinking. Right. The sticker is what makes that rare. Yeah. So if you're just a random Walmart employee, do you think to grab that? Because that was your thought, right? If you work right. at Walmart, you're grabbing these. Right. Well, that's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's just it. Because if you if you see that one in 1,000 sticker, you're going to be like, oh, shit. I better set that aside, put yep. it on eBay. Or find someone that knows about these. Right. But if you don't see that, you're probably just like, whatever, put these figures on the shelf, you know. I mean, you might happen to notice that this particular Jericho has the belt, but not if you're not paying attention. Right. So, I feel like the sticker really makes the difference, and if those if that wasn't just a mistake and all of these don't have the sticker, it might be a lot easier for somebody like uh Heel Mike to to find those. Oh, Heel Mike, oh, Captain Ahab. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that being said, um, they might be easier to find, but I don't think anyone has actually, because that guy found one, but he obviously did not know about the bed. Right. And he has not asked. He, he, has, he, he hasn't, he hasn't he hit you up. He doesn't listen to us. So that means it's still live. Oh, yeah. The bet's still live. It's still going. <laughs> Trust me. I'm not going to go out and be like, hey, pal, we got a bet going on. <laughs> Do you want $50 to, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm, I'm not going to go, like, promoting that to everybody. Right. So... That being said, the bet's still on and it can still be won. Right. And um, I know Travis Fowler was telling me, he said like uh, two Walmarts locally got it by him. And he said, I checked um, four others. Guess which ones didn't, you know, didn't right. get it is the ones he checked. So I was oh, like, yeah. oh, well, that sucks. But 
I, I know they're turning up. People are finding them. Um, I'm excited to see them. I really want to see them in stores, you know, before yeah. I make a decision. Yeah, me too. Because some I've seen some people do reviews where that. I'm like, man, these actually look really good. So I don't know. Yeah. Who I'm, knows? I'm excited to see them. So the bet's still live. It's still going. Still live. You uh, you have less than a month, though, GBM. So you better you better pray to the fig gods that they show up soon. I bet he's just over there just sweating profusely. He's He's been DMing me like crazy. He's been sliding into my DMs. And oh, I, yeah. What's he been saying? I was close to blocking him. <laughs> but, but, you know, he's 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 been saying, you know, like uh, he, just showing me the updates. Like, uh, the figures are showing up, but they're not in stock yet. And, you know, he's like, I'm going to check tomorrow. Hopefully they're there. And it's usually past few times that he's messaged me. It's like the same story. Like, oh, they don't have them yet. But uh, I guess one place said that it'd be like the end of the month before they got him in. And so when does your bet end? So when did they first start showing up? Because the deal was when they when they actually start hitting shelves, you have a month. Okay, well, they were announced for August 3rd. Right, but they, but didn't, they didn't show up till what, the end of the week? Yeah, probably. It, like August 7th or something like that. So you want to say September 7th? Is that what your, is that your goal? That's, I, I don't know. Like, I, it's, your, it's your bet, man. Yeah, I would say... How about we do this? Let's let's do because this show will be for the sixteenth. Let's say, let's say September twentieth is the last day. I'll Sep- even give you guys an extra week. September twentieth. September twentieth. You have to find these figures. If you do not by that time, that's off. If I find it, you all owe me fifty bucks. <laughs> Every single last one of you. Eric Barker is just like sweating. Now. He's like, He's like I, what? Didn't, I didn't agree what? to that. What? <laughs> That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. <laughs> uh, anyway, what do you say we dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Well, big underscore band. We got a lot of wrestling talk we want to dive into here. Uh, first of all, sad news this week: uh, the passing of the Ugandan giant Kamala. Yeah, man, that's unfortunate. Yeah, he, you know, he was seventy, so mm-hmm. he he had he'd been around a while, of course. Um, had his legs amputated. Yeah. Had, he had some health issues for sure. Um, you know, Kamala was never known as the greatest in ring performer of all time, but there is something about that character mm-hmm. that I think most people remember. Yeah. Well, he had a presence about him, you know, like the smacking of the belly. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah. and as a kid, I mean, he legit to me was scary. Yeah. You know, and, and I think he, he really looked like, like a African warrior or something. Yeah. You know, like it's just, there was something like, you're like, this guy's not a human being. Like he's right. not, I remember as a kid watching stuff on him on like superstars where he didn't know how to pin a guy. Yeah. And he like the guy would be on his belly mm-hmm. and they'd be like, No, roll him over. Yeah. And like it's like he just didn't comprehend it. So you kinda kinda makes you think like, oh, this guy could he doesn't know. Right. He's he's, he's crazy. He's wild. He, right. He's not he's not like us, you know. And yeah. I think for someone who may have been somewhat limited in the ring, he really made a career out of a character. Yep. You know, and that's another thing is I don't remember ever seeing, you know, Kamala not as Kamala. You right. know, he was always Kamala. Yep. So definitely sad that we uh, that we lost him this past week. Um, AEW also some sad news had re- has released uh, three talents. Okay, Bea Priestley, Jimmy Havoc, and Sadie Gibbs, all UK talent. Obviously, mm-hmm. they have not been able to be on the show since the pandemic. Yeah, which is not really a shocker, I guess. But no, 
And it's, it could be one of those things like, you know, like, hey, we got to release you right now just because of how things are going. We'll talk about bringing you back once we can let you back in the States. I know Jimmy Havoc has had some allegations against them, so that kind of saw that coming. Right. I guess Sadie Gibbs, I don't I don't think I've seen her too much. I remember they aired a vignette for her once, mm-hmm. and I guess she's a legit, like, super good athlete. Okay. And she was deemed more as a project because she wasn't really a seasoned wrestler yet. Mm. And uh, Bea Priestley, I don't really know. I think I think she might be with uh, Will Ospreay, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Okay. So, I mean, it is what it is. They've also brought in a lot of people. Yes, they have. Have you, have you heard the... Um, I'll go and throw this out there. Have you heard the uh, the news of the new star that just debuted on their tape show for Saturday? Uh, no. He is another Wyatt family member and a guy who has been on this podcast. Dadgum Rowan? Rowan debuted. Does he show up for the Dark Order? He does. Hell yes. I will tell you what he does in case you want to be surprised. But yeah, he... Uh, he showed up in AEW. I guess they, they, I, called, they called him by his shoot name, which is Joseph Rude. Because he was kind of using Eric Redbeard for right. the uh, Independence. I don't know if that's what he's going to go with or not. But If his last name is Rude, I would just stick with that because that's pretty badass. Right. And that's a, that's his shoot last name. So he helped uh, He helped the Dark Order. I won't say what he did because it's pretty eventful. But, um, yeah, I was, I was excited to see him. It's kind of crazy to think that, like, WWE can no longer do Shield or Wyatt Family Reunions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of sucks because if you think about it, at the moment, literally the only two people out of those two groups that are there are Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt. I mean, Roman Reigns is still technically with the company, but he hasn't been on TV in months because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. So it's pretty pretty interesting. It really is. So um, to me, AEW is doing really good. I know you actually got a chance to watch it. Yeah, I um, finally was able to figure out how to steal cable. There you go. Smart. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Captain Ahab would be happy about that. <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like Good Brother Mike would enjoy that. Yeah, no, I uh, I, I logged into my mother-in-law's account and uh, started watching it. I, I I've been able to watch the past two weeks of it, and it's uh it's fun. It's it's fun. It's yeah, it's good. It's different. It's different. It's it's very it's WCW esque, but the good parts of WCW. Sure. Um, no, that's not to say it's perfect by any means, because there's a lot of times where I'm like, good Lord. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was even the... But uh, then, I mean, WWE does that angle with Keith Lee, the fireball, and I'm right, like, Jesus. Right, and it's like, that's just as bad. Um, but it's uh, it's also one of those things, like, y- you kind of get taken out of it a little bit just because of the fact that there is no crowd. Like, there was one moment last week where Moxley came out and just started beating the hell out of MJF. And I was like, if the crowd was there, that would have been such a huge moment. Sure. But like the fact that there's no crowd, it just completely falls flat. And it uh I don't know. It's kinda it kinda sucks. But it was fun to actually be able to watch Dynamite for once live. Did you hear though that uh they had limited numbers in this past taping of people? So they had people there. They had people in the crowd. Okay. Uh, spread out, wearing masks, good um, temperature checks, all the, that stuff. Small numbers. I mean, not a, not a huge. Crowd it shouldn't. By it shouldn't be a big crowd. But I'm like, well, that's maybe a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, WWE is the type. Like, if they, they're and they're going to hear that. Obviously, yeah, they're not going to be happy about that. No. So that's to that, me that they're going to do that too. Of course. Um, there was a, actually a a BuzzFeed article that was posted. It was about a concert in UK that was this huge concert, and it was like this is what concerts may look like from now on, and it was like these tables. These po- well, it was almost like these pods where they could stand, and it was like they had guardrails around, and you could hold five people in each one, and it was all distance six feet apart from each other. And mm-hmm. I was like, honestly, as much as that sucks, I I would much rather have a stadium full of pods that fit five people six feet apart than have no people at all. 
Well, think about if a movie theater did that and you went into the, the, the pod that seats five people. Mm-hmm. You and your family go in. You sit down. You're watching a screen. And, like, no one's around you. Right. Like, that's not a terrible thing. No. And and I was thinking about the concert. Like, a big reason why I don't go to concerts is because it's too many people around me at once. Right. There's too many people bumping into me. Like, it's sweaty. It's gross. But, if I mean, if there's, like, space between everybody, I'm 100% for that. That would make me actually want to go to wrestling events more often if it was socially distanced like that. Not not even talking about a a pandemic, just in general. Just in Well, again, I I go back to like the independent wrestling show. If you get a general admission ticket and there's people right here, you're going to, are you going to sit right next to them? No, of course not. You sit away. Yeah. That's human nature. Yeah. Human nature is the social distance, but we've been so ingrained with like movie theaters and things like that. Everyone sits all close together for TV purposes or whatever. And Mm -hmm. it sucks. But you know, even in the theater, when you, like when you're one of the first few people in the theater and you see like, okay, somebody's got the very back row in the middle. Shoot. Maybe we should go about two rows down, kind of to the left a little bit. Right. You know, like always you try to stay away from everybody. Always. Yeah. It always ends up getting packed by the end of it, but it's still, it's like you try to be the guy to stay away. For sure. And I think that that might be a thing that changes down the, yeah. down the line. And it's same with urinals. You don't go piss right by the guy next to you. You skip a couple of urinals. Exactly. It's just just what you do. It's common. It's you know? common sense. I'll be honest. I hate it when it's like... Charlie Shaw's the only son of that would that would piss right next to you. Stupid idiot. He's the one comparing pee-pees over there. <laughs> He's the one that would strike up a conversation like, dude, nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I got my hands on my pee pee. Do not talk to me. Or do you like the one where it's like the there's three and the there's two guys on the outsides and yeah. that dude just slides right in the middle and you're right. like, Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Just just wait your turn. Like how bad did you have to pee right yeah. now? It Come takes on. it takes fifty seconds. Yeah. Fifty one if I really gotta go. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> uh Goldberg um was on an interview lately, kind of uh threw some heat on Roman Reigns. I guess Roman Reigns was a little um not into Goldberg doing the headbutts. Yeah. Back in the day where he headbutt the locker and getting tense. And uh, I think Goldberg took some exception to that and kind of called out Roman and yeah. all that stuff. I don't know. I smell the work, but. Yeah, could be. Because the match, the match never happened. Yeah. They're wanting it to happen. Well, and I know that was a match that they were planning on happening. Because if I remember right. That was WrestleMania. Right. And so it's because uh, it ended up. Who did he end up going up against? Braun. Braun, that's right. Um, so it could very well be that. I, I know, I do know Roman Reigns was very against the idea of working Goldberg before yeah. he even left. So, I mean, it could just be that there's some legit heat there, but I, I mean, I, I honestly would not be surprised if it's a work. I think that the Goldberg experience or experiment needs to die. Yep. And I'm all about. Goldberg in video games. I'm all about yeah. Goldberg action figures. Yeah. I'm all about Goldberg lunchboxes and yeah. all that stuff. But for the love of God. He's going to seriously injure somebody. And I, I'm okay with documentaries and having him talk about stuff. And, and that all that's great. But for the love of God, let's stop putting him in the ring. If he gets in the ring with Roman Reigns and he ends up hurting my baby boy Roman, we're going to have some words. He's your baby boy? He's my baby boy. Love me some Roman Reigns. I did not know that. Oh dear God! I made okay. a song about him. How did you not know that, Breaker? Well, okay, but I thought you were you were him in the song. No, I mean, okay. I'm also Paul Orndorff. 
No. <laughs> I'm also Razor Ramon. Yeah, and the Million Dollar Man. And the Million. I'm a Ted DiBiase. You yeah. know, I mean, I'm a lot of guys. You're a lot of guys. Okay, okay, I get it. <laughs> um, how about the news that Pat McAfee and Adam Cole is official for Takeover 30? I told you I smelled the work. Yes, and I was correct. Yeah, suck it, Brett. Yeah, stupid idiot. So, fun fact there, and he doesn't listen, I don't think, so I'm just going to trash him out. He doesn't. We just need to make him the new Eric Barker and just make fun of him the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. So, Brett, who I do back to the Nintendo with, we come over to record the other day, and he's like showing me this video. He's like, dude, you guys see this? It's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, Adam Cole from NXT? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, what's your thing with Pat McAfee? And I'm like, that's a work. I haven't actually watched it yet. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, 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 no. This is is legit. And I'm like, no, it's a work. Yeah. He shows me the video. He's like, dude, he's dropping F bombs and everything. And I'm like, it's a work. <laughs> and he's like, I, re- I really don't think so, man. And uh, then I sent him the match graphic about three days later. And yeah. I'm like, I should have just put a ha- uh, caption, you're an idiot. But <laughs> I didn't. Um, but again, if you want something to not look like a work, you try to make it not look like a work. Right. And obviously, it was a work. Um, what do you think about, excuse me, what do you think about this match? I, I will take 100 Pat McAfee's over one Gronkowski eight oh. days a week. Last I checked, Pat McAfee isn't going to be at Elite 82, pal. Well, that's true. You know, Barry Frost but. is going to be all over that figure. <laughs> <laughs> right there with that Ronda Rousey Elite. Yeah. No, I, I honestly, I, I watched a little clip. I mean, it looks like he's actually training a little bit. He's trying to, to get halfway decent, passable. I don't know how long he's been training. I mean, there's been Twitter rumors that run rampant. I've seen a bunch of people commenting about how he's been training for the last couple of years. Don't know how true that is, but uh, I... If that was true, he would have debuted before that. Right, and so it's it's one of those things where I, I'm i all for him having a one, one-off. Um, again, I, I think he's pretty charismatic, too. I, I'm, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of his, but he kind of gets on my nerves, but he's at least probably one of the most charismatic outsider people they've brought in in a while. Sure. And so I, I'm all for giving this a shot. I just don't want to see Adam Cole get destroyed because I think then that hurts him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it does. Um, so, and it could be Adam Cole's send off to the main roster too. It could be. Which you know, I feel like NXT went stagnant to me, and I know people might disagree with that, but here's why I say that: in NXT's past, the second somebody like got to that win the title, then lose the title, then mm-hmm. then come back down the ladder, they went up. Yeah. To the main roster. Mm-hmm. Bobby Roode, Nakamura, Finn Balor, mm-hmm. Samoa Joe, the whole deal. It's usually like they win the title, have their run, lose the title, a rematch, then they they then, be on the main roster. Then they're gone. And if you've noticed with like Champa, Gargano, mm-hmm. you know, now Adam Cole, it's like, now what do they do? Right. Because you have that next guy ready to take that spot. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, et cetera, et cetera. But these guys are kind of left with nothing to do. So it's hard to debut new people with no one going anywhere. Right. Whereas, like, I think Undisputed Era would be amazing on the main roster. Yeah. Huge fan of all four of those guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm super excited for that new Bobby Fish lead. It looks amazing. Yeah. But but I don't know. I mean, so this could be Adam Cole's send-off. Don't could know. I, maybe not. I mean, maybe guys just stay with NXT, which I get to a degree. But at a certain point, it's like... Okay, well, then what do you do? You know, right. how do you build the next guy? Like, like Champa, like, what's he doing right now? Yeah. You know what I mean? It just. Which, and I've heard, again, I don't know this, but I've heard that he was very against the idea of going to the main roster, Champa. Yeah. And I, I've heard that from a few people, but I think the way that that place is 
it's it's ran. You don't have a choice. Not not even necessarily that. It's like if you don't go, like what do you end up doing? Right. Like, well, but if you've noticed, he hasn't been on TV in a while. Right. Uh, exactly. And, but I mean, with him, I mean, it, it, uh, one of the things that was mentioned with that was that he like was saying like his body couldn't handle all the traveling and all that stuff. But I think right now is probably the perfect time for somebody like Champa to be on the main roster because you're not traveling. Sure. Uh, that's the thing. They're still traveling with NXT. Right. So I don't get that at all. You yeah. Know? And it could just be something he's saying to stir people up. Right. Knowing him. I don't know. But anyway, we got a little bit of movie talk. So uh, what do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. This is Breakup and at the Movies. This is Breakup and at the Movies. This is Breakup and at the Movies. This is all right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, well, big underscore Bane. Um, Animaniacs coming to Hulu November 20th. You got to be excited about that. Yeah. Love me some Animaniacs. Um, that's been talked about for a while. We've actually mentioned here on the show before, so that's going to be cool that that's back. And with all the other side cartoons, so like Pinky and the Brain will be a part of it too. Oh, yeah. Which is super cool. Uh, AMC has announced that they are officially opening August 20th and their first day, 15 cent tickets. Okay. What do you think about that? Uh, it's not going to cause me to go. No? <laughs> no. No, not at all. Uh, but I mean, you know, if you want to get people in the door, that's a good way to do it. I think it's a smart move. I mean, you're still anti-movie theater? Oh, yeah. Especially now that there's a freaking pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> that only makes it worse. Right, yeah. I mean, now it's less about the price and more about the fact that I don't trust them to sanitize anything. Well, yeah. But, I mean, I don't really trust Walmart either, you know. Yeah, but I try not to touch anything unless I'm 100% going to purchase it. True. I mean, it yeah. just, like, I know Walmart has extended their hours to 10 now, mm-hmm. not 830. And it's like, because before, like, oh, we're closing early for extra cleaning. And I'm like, what are you actually cleaning, though? Yeah. Like, come on. Your minimum wage employees don't give a shit. Yeah, that's that's kind of kind of lame there. But Animaniacs is cool. I'm excited about that. Um, you actually just came across something interesting. You want to talk about yeah. that? Our friggin' boy, uh, Poetic Prophet, tagged me, like, literally as we're recording this show. Um, shout out to Poetic Prophet, man. It, he tagged me in. I, I thought they were mystery minis, but they're not actually made by the Funko Mystery Minis. It's... Uh, Tiny Toot Adventures, like, vinyl minifigures. From, like, Kid Robot, right? Yeah, I guess so. And it's uh, a lot of characters, and it's got, it's got like, the Animaniacs in there. Uh, it's got Pinky and the Brain. It's It's got um, a couple of the actual Tiny Toon characters. But then there's one that's blacked out, and it's got a question mark on it. But then when you scroll to the next picture he tagged me in, it's a photo of Freakazoid. And if you know me at all, you know that I am like the biggest Freakazoid mark ever. And you might be the only Freakazoid mark. I could be. Yeah. And it is legit. So they have an official Freakazoid figure. And I don't think I've ever seen a Freakazoid figure, be it whether it be a mini or an actual regular size six inch figure. Never seen one in my life. So to me, this is incredible. And, uh, I, and, you know, what's kind of funny is they made Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain mm-hmm. Funko Pops, but those have all been um, vaulted. Yeah. And I'm wondering if they don't have the license anymore and they gave the license to this other company. It could be. And 
which that means we won't see a Freakazoid pop anytime soon. No, I mean, luckily I made my own like custom, but which looks it's, really good. It's not the same though. No, it's you not. Know, you need the box. You need the box. You need the whole setup. I mean, I, I I've said before I'm over Funkos, but like I I would go out of my way to buy a Freakazoid Funko. Absolutely. And it's but it's pretty damn cool that this is a. Uh, Coming out, I mean, I'm I'm glad to see somebody remembered Freakazoid and is immortalizing him in miniature figure form. I think that's amazing. Plan to pick that up if I can find it. It sucks because with those, I think that's going to be impossible to find though. with those minis. It's they're mystery boxes. Yeah. So unless you, because I know there's a way. You know, we talked off air. There's a way for the code. You know, like if you if you know the code, you can figure it out. But like, it costs a lot of money, and I don't really want to spend 150 bucks on a box. Just to get one figure. And you just want the one figure. I just want the one figure. So I could probably find it on eBay, but I looked on eBay just a second ago during the, the break that we just had, and it's it's I didn't see any freakazoid figures, like at all. I mean I think well, they made yeah, well, I mean I think people right now are probably if they're buying them, they're sitting on them. Yeah. Hoping that they'll because it's if it's the only freakazoid figure, it's gonna increase in value. So it's uh it's gonna be tough. Maybe there's more value there than I think the fact that they made him a chase. Like yeah. That obviously. So yeah. well again, because there's no there's no freakazoid figures. Like this yeah. is the only one. So uh I'll throw it out there. If any of you guys find it, hit me up. I don't care if it's opened already or not. If you find it, hit me up. I will buy it from you. Boom. There it is. Bane's second bet. Yeah, that's not even a bet. That's just a that's that's a uh, a, a beg. A beg. <laughs> like Bane's I beg. I want this figure. Make it happen. Yes. Well, we got a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break a remain to a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break a remain to a bit of toy talk. Well, this week, Big Underscore Bane, we are, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're over Pops. We're done with Pops. Yeah. I'm never buying a Pop vinyl in my life again. So what do you think about this new line of Waffles Pops? I think they're pretty sweet. <laughs> right? Uh, as always, I've said before, like, you know, um, as I when I moved into my new place, I have my, my Office Pops. I have six there. Mm-hmm. I have Dwight, Daryl, Jim, Pam, Prison Mike, and Kevin. So I didn't get the whole set. I did get some. Yeah. One I actually did miss was the Michael Toby two pack I planned to yeah. get. Never grabbed that one. Don't know why. I just never did. But um, another wave. I think that's like the third wave now of Office Pops are hitting. The main wave, of course, is Jim with the no nonsense sign. Yep. Michael in the straight jacket. Dwight as the Scranton Strangler and Jan Levinson. Yeah. Which that's her only one. It that- looks to be the uh, date night. Yes. Yeah. The uh, dinner party. Dinner party. Yes. So that looks like a good one. But then I see these other three, and I'm like, I don't really need the gym, but the Michael and the straight jacket's really cool. Yep. Dwight is a Scranton Strangler. I kind of want that one for that's Halloween. That's amazing. Yeah, kinda so that I kind of want that. Um, that. I don't know. Like I'm like, I kind of want these, you know? Yeah. Well, then you scroll over. Now you got all the exclusives. Right. <laughs> GameStop's got the Michael Clump. Yep. Which is amazing. Yep. Box Lunch has the Kevin from Jim and Pam's Wedding where he's got the wig and the uh, Kleenex box shoes. Where it's not Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Scarn yes. from Threat Level Midnight is from the Go Calendars one. Uh, yeah. Dwight dressed as Pam with the Snowball is a Funko Shop exclusive. Mm-hmm. And FYE has a, an exclusive Scranton Boys 2-pack. That's uh, Dwight and Michael's, uh, I guess, rap video. Yeah, that's uh, from the Lazy Scranton video. Lazy Scranton. Yeah. yeah. 
And then, of course, a set of mystery minis, which I don't want to go through all these, but these look really cool. Only time they've offered Oscar, I think. Yeah, he's he's a guy that probably needs a Funko soon. Yeah, I would. I would. I'm kind of surprised they haven't put him in yet. I would like to see his Halloween pop. You remember? uh, You, I'm sure you've probably seen the episode where he is uh, the rational consumer because of the uh, Scranton, (laughs) the white pages or whatever. Well, it's like it's like it's a coupon book worth fifteen thousand dollars in savings. You have to spend a hundred thousand dollars to save (laughs) fifteen. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then of course there is also some keychains. So lots of new office stuff offered. Um, Again. A lot of these exclusives, I'm kind of looking at it like, eh, probably not going to happen. Yep. But I do kind of want some of these. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I want the Scranton Strangler one. Yeah. Uh, just so, just to add to my Halloween stuff, I also want um, the Stray Jacket. Might kind of could be Halloween too. Yeah, it could be. Um, the the Lazy Scranton two pack, I think, would be fun to have, especially if you're like me and you have the the Biggie Pop and the uh, Tupacs. Going the hip hop crowd, <laughs> right? To just add them in there, I think would be really fun. Uh, but again, you also we've talked about this many times. It gets back to that point of like, where do you put all this shit? Right. It, it sounds good. Right. Well, see, like in my little kitchen area, I have a window seal, and I was like, man, I could fit some pops on there. Right. But then again, it's like, okay, well, which ones do I put there? Right. And how do I move them? Or you know, it's a, it's tough. Yeah. So, I love all the office pops. I know they're they're, they're definitely making way too many. Yes, they are. Uh, one thing I would actually like to see more than so many of the different costumes is more different people. Yeah. We still haven't seen Oscar. Mm-hmm. We still haven't seen Ryan Howard. Yeah. We still haven't seen David Wallace. Yep. Yeah. And I give Have me we the, seen Meredith yet? They're, they're, Meredith, yes, and her uh, her boob is, That's pixel, right. is pixelated. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, no Creed. No Creed. Have we seen Phyllis? No Phyllis. No Phyllis. I'd like a Phyllis. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they've done quite a few of them, but it's like, you know, no plop. I, I, no I want to see a Todd Packer. Absolutely. Um, I'd like to see Roy um, Anderson. Yeah, Roy. Um, uh, we need Gabe. I think Gabe is. Yeah. Oddly enough, I, I always forget he leaves in season nine because he's a part of Saber. Yeah. And you, they don't really talk about it, but he's just gone. I love the episode they bring him back in, though. Do you not remember that after he leaves? Hmm. Andy brings him back uh, during season nine for like one episode. But really? Yeah. How did I miss that? I don't know. He it's to to mess with Plop and Aaron. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he do, okay. I yes, I do remember that. One now. of my favorite episodes with uh, Gabe in it. That is it's right. So yeah. Good. Yeah. That is that is totally. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, because they start dating and he's jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I do remember that now. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is there's only been one Andy figure. I right. would, I would, the one that really got me cause I thought it would be good is when they did Jim as Dwight cause it was basically a Dwight pop. Yeah. They slightly changed the nose, I think. Yep. And that was like super disappointed in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to see a, uh, Dwight in Cornell gear. Andy as a farmer <laughs> yeah. with the beat. That would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, there, there's a lot of Aaron. They haven't done one of her. Yeah. And she, she needs a pop. I think she's. I know a lot of people think she's annoying. She's one of my favorite characters on The Office. I would also like to see a two-pack of Charles Minor and Jim in a tuxedo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Minor is a very underrated character. He really he's such a dick. Well, he he, he plays it so low key. Right. And like and Idris Elba is an amazing actor. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like he he plays that so just low key. Well, he's such a dick, but at the same time when you like look at it from not, you know, Jim's perspective, it's like he's really just a regular boss. Yeah. But it's like, 
you kind of feel like he's just being an overly like a dick to him. Because Jim made a terrible first impression. Right. And so he... Uh, Jim, like, obviously it's scripted, but, like, Jim should have, instead of saying what he said, he should have been like, well, it was laundry day. I'm sorry. I, I won't show up in a tux again. I just I wanted to look nice. I, I like when he says something to Michael. He's like, he's like, I wish you had told me the boss was coming. I would change you. What are you talking about? You look dynamite. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't even get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we, we could talk about The Office all day, but yeah. so much fun. All right, well, we could talk about The Office as much as anyone. Let's uh, let's kick it over to Big Chuck, though, for part one of his interview. I know you're excited for the underscore bang. Oh, yeah. I love me some Big Chuck. You know? So if you like the Elite Eight showdown, old Big Chuck is coming up, and then we'll be back to close it up. And actually, we're going to be back with a crazy effing soda, too. Oh, boy. Bane's excited. Yeah. It's time for the interview segment on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Joining me on the line, the host of possibly the craziest podcast you will ever hear in your entire life, Elite Eight Showdown. He is the one and only Charlie Shaw, a.k.a. Big Chuck. Big Chuck, what's going on, man? Breaker, my 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 friend. Hello. Thanks for having me on the show to boost your ratings. Uh, I really appreciate it. It's a it's a big shout out. Uh, happy to be here once again. It's a, it's been a couple of years, I think, since it, I've been on the show. It has been a while. We appreciate the ratings boost. You know, we're still kind of still kind of enjoying the initial ratings boost from two years ago. Uh, so it's nice to yeah. have that that next one. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really, I'm really, really glad you guys called me in. Old, uh, you know, old, old cleaner, the old cleaner Chuck coming in to boost them ratings up. I get it. <laughs> we love it, man. So uh, a lot has changed in that time, as I had already mentioned. You are now the host of your own podcast. So you decided, much like me and Bane and other people, that you have way too much spare time and you need something to absolutely stress you out besides uh-huh. normal everyday stuff. So congratulations. Yeah, yeah. I made a very uh, stupid, not financially sound decision to jump into podcasting um, because literally everybody I know has a podcast. And I was like, you know what? This is stupid. I want to do this. I just need to convince somebody to do all the work. And I was lucky enough to find my my co-host in uh, Tim France, who is on the show with me, um, actually ends up starting his own podcasting network. Um, it just just happened that we both were kind of like thinking this thing at the same time, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, like let's let's do a show together. What do you want? What do you want the topic to be? Like, do you want to do like something specific?" And so I pitched him the idea of a lead a showdown, and. Uh, it went over pretty much like a fart in a diver's helmet. I don't think he had any idea what I was talking about. Um, and he was like, oh, okay, all right. So we, we did a pilot episode, and the second we got done with it, he goes, I think uh, this will be mediocre at best. And I was like, I agree, but you know what? We're going to go with it. And here we are dozens of episodes later, hand a handful of episodes later, and uh, it's getting you know, it's getting well received. So I can't, I can't complain about that. Well, you know, I think the the cool thing about that is it's such a unique concept and I think, you know, we're so the the problem with podcasting, you know, me and Bane started in 2014 and podcast hadn't quite 
become an everyday thing yet. I mean, like, you know, you had all the big stars in wrestling doing them, but like it wasn't a there wasn't a ton of indie ones I don't feel like anyway. And and then now there are so many. I can't keep up with the ones I want to keep up with. So, you know, I, I have so many people that are like, yeah, man, I, I like your show. I just I haven't listened in a while. I'm like, no, I get it. You know, it's like it is what it is. But I think the cool thing you guys have going for you is it would be very easy to do a podcast like everybody else. But you did a, a unique concept, which I think is kind of what makes it uh, more in- entertaining than others. Yeah, uh, it was I didn't want I mainly did it. So we always had a topic. Right. Sure. So. So the, the 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 show the show is the Elite Eight Showdown, and the entire concept was an eight tournament bracket on anything and everything, and we pick eight things from whatever topic that is, and we have it battle it out in a tournament. That was the that was the whole concept, which really the idea came from me just at work. Like I mean, for those of you who don't know, uh, I believe is a uh, uh, breaker as you call it, my shoot job. Um, I, I'm a, uh, I'm a the shoot. job that actually pays the bills and allows you to live a life. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shoot job. Uh, it's not I'm your a, career. Your career is a professional podcaster, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you know, we got to do something to, you know, help, help out just a little bit. Here. Right. Uh, cause we don't, we don't pay insurance over here at Elite Eight Showdown. Everybody's classified as a part-time worker. So yeah, you, um, you send out those 1099s at the end of the year, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's independent contracted. Uh, and nobody, nobody gets any benefits whatsoever. In exactly. fact, Tim hasn't gotten paid in months. So, um, <laughs> but we, uh, when I'm at my normal job, which is, you know, I'm a catering chef for a university. I, I'm in the kitchen 12 hours out of my day, if not more. Um, and I get bored and people come in and out and I start coming up with like stupid things that pop into my head and I'll walk, you know, I'd walk over to somebody and be like, Hey, who do you think would win in a fight? Like realistically, like Betty white or Pat Sajak. And they would look at me like, why are you talking about this? Why, why has, right. why has, why has gone wrong in your life that this is the question that you have to ask me? But like, that's how the whole thing got started was I would ask these like stupid questions to people and it, it just kind of blossomed and it, bec- and I kind of rolled it. And then the nineties telewar, which again, you guys are welcome for the free content. Um, I gave to and you guys. And we appreciate like, it wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It ended up working out quite well. Um, yeah. Cause like, I think, I think if we were on Facebook and I saw this thing, it was like somebody had made a bracket of like 32 nineties shows or something or cartoons. I think it was specifically cartoons. And I sent it to you guys. I was like, yo, you guys should do this as like a segment on the, sh- on the show. And it just blossomed into what is now the nineties telewar for you guys. Right. And, and it hit kind of like a, uh, like a nostalgia bomb almost. Cause it's like, Oh man, like these are all shows that I am very familiar with or that I love. And, yep. and then, you know, I was looking at some of the matches. It's like, oh, man, how do you determine what's better? Because you have, like, Double Dare, and then you have, like, Home Improvement. I love both of them, but they're very different shows, you know, so we put it up to a vote. It's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, it ended up in – so with our show, um, we ended up – we essentially one of us makes the bracket, and the other one makes the decisions of, you know, of who will be crowned, whatever it is. Um, we've done such topic. Uh, we, um, took the bad, bad date bonanza, which again, you guys are welcome. Um, and we made that our first episode and we just kind of blossomed. So we've done everything from like 
cult classic N64 game, the best one of all time. That was actually um, my favorite one because I thought it was like, that's such a unique idea because everyone does the best 64 game, but let's do the best right. game that you may have never played, you know? Right, exactly. It's it's the one that everybody talks about, and then you're just like, I have no idea. And they're like, well, of course you didn't because like, it was a cult classic. Right. Um, we had we had games like Perfect Dark on there, uh, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day, um, it, you know, just like he's like really kind of maybe obscure esque style and uh, titles and stuff. And then we decided that the winner of that would move on to the greatest N64 game of all time in the eighth slot mm-hmm. to see if it could really go up against you know, the games that people do consider to be the best of all, you know, greatest of all time. Right. Um, but then we also do things like uh, like we did hot dog toppings. I, like, I, fairly I love recently. that because it's just so random. Yeah, it was like. It was weird because I started, like, I've written out a ton, like, all these shows, like, all these topic ideas. If something pops into my head, I have a note in my phone of, like, here's a topic, and I'd write it, you know, I'd type it out so I wouldn't forget. And for some reason, Hot Dog Topics, apparently, because that was at the more towards the bottom of the list of, like, I'm really running out of ideas. But Tim had kind of mentioned, he's like, you know, we haven't done a food-related thing, and, like, you're a chef. We should probably at least do one. And I was like... Okay, cool. And then for some reason, it became hot dog topics. Not like best dessert, or, you know, or anything like that. But for some reason, hot dog topics. Which um, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry, but ketchup and cheese did not even make it on the list. How dare uh, so, you? How, how dare yeah, you? <laughs> spoiler alert! Uh, it did not make it on the list. Um, but yeah, that, that was the whole concept, and I wanted to do. I wanted to have two segments because I wanted to make sure the show was long enough. And then come to find out, it's plenty long enough, and we usually have to rush to get it done. Um, but we also have the backs, the backyard deathmatch championships, where we have uh, anybody in the world uh, go up against anybody else in the world in our, of course, our famous backyard deathmatch championship arena. Um, and currently, still and yet um, undefeated, is Golden Girls era Betty White in movie replica cosplay armor. I love it. Uh, Iron Man armor. Um, she is uh, she is a destructive monster. We cannot <laughs> stop her in any way, shape, or form. Um, she did kill Pat Sajak a couple of times throughout different shows, which I thoroughly enjoy because my hatred for Pat Sajak I think has been well documented. It's probably uh, right up there with Zach Morris, huh? I oh you see no you had to go and bring it up I okay so I hate Zach Morris but I'm pretty sure Pat Sajak is the father of uh, Zach Morris because the timeline would kind of like line up I so that. I believe that like you know Illuminati ish like there is this possibility that Pat Sajak and like Zach Morris are in like some type of evil like conspiracy syndicate um, to try to take over. Um, your daytime television, and I, I really just I, I can't have it. I can and will not stand for it. <laughs> well, I, I gotta. This is kind of always my thought because you know, the, obviously, the Elite Eight Showdown. That's the uh, that's the main that's the main event. But the uh, the Backyard Deathmatch Championship. That's kind of like your maybe like your opening act to a comedy show, right? Or like the uh, maybe the preview before the movie, the cartoon before the movie. There's a little a little added little feature there for people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it uh, it. It had become it, – it started as, like, a, who would win in a fight, right? Like, because that's right. where this whole concept came from. And then it it kind of just spiraled off into, like, where the structure of the storylines that we've kind of weirdly been writing for the show 
kind of falls into um, because I, I, you know, I'm a, I am a true um, professional wrestler lover, like through and through die hard till the day I die. I will love pro wrestling and everything it stands for, but I, I am not built to be a pro wrestler. Uh, I got bad knees. I got bad back, but I want, I've always wanted to just write, really weird storylines for pro wrestling. This was my opportunity to do that. So that's kind of where this whole came from. And we've had so many weird things spawn off of it. Um, we've had the legal Eagles, uh, Birdstein, Birdstein and Peck come in, which I think is at the time of this airing, those characters have been finally introduced um, fully, which uh, they're, I mean, I think they're great. Tim, can't stand them. Uh, we also, <laughs> we also have, uh, you know, we have Arnold Schwarzenegger. We can't get rid of him. He came in. Um, so yeah, it just, it was like this weird way of me being able to kind of create as like, as a kid, it was like, okay, who would I want in my wrestling promotion? Well, obviously right. I'd want Arnold Schwarzenegger. Obviously I'd want Betty white. Why wouldn't I want Betty white? You know? And like weird things like that. And yeah, the show just, it was kind of the hot opener, um, but it's definitely taken over a mind of its own, and it's it's getting crazier and crazier. So, which I think is what keeps it entertaining. And, you know, and like you're talking about all these different characters, it's almost like when you're a kid, you have that big toy box full of figures, and it's like, hmm, wonder what would happen if the Terminator wrestled Hulk Hogan for the title? You know? Yep, exactly. It's that. Exactly. Which, I mean, I I don't know. Did you? I never really liked to mix my figures up like that. It was always like I, when I play with the wrestlers, I'm playing with the wrestlers. I'm playing with the turtles. I'm you know I'm playing with the turtles or whatever. But you know I, I I've seen kids that kind of mix it up too, and that kind of that kind of is fun. Yeah. So I had a very strict rule about uh, when it came to mixing my figures. They had to be the same scale. Yes. And they had to have the same points of articulation. So like so like uh, like wrestling figures. Uh, I grew up in the Bone Cruncher. Um, like era and the what was the what was the one right before Bone Cruncher? It was um, the Flex guys, the like oh, rubbery the ones. Bendums? Yeah, Bendums, Bendums. That's what it was. So it was like the Bendums and then the Bone Crunchers, and then I grew up on Jacks. And uh, if the scale wasn't the same, they weren't allowed to wrestle each other. Yeah. But um, I, of course, was a huge GI Joe lover. It still am, but I uh, was a huge G.I. Joe lover, and I had built a ring just for my G.I. Joes. And by build a ring, I mean I was a Boy Scout, and I had to make a um, toolbox, but uh, I wasn't going to learn how to use tools. So I turned that into my G.I. Joe death ring. Nice. Um, yeah, and uh, anything that was a three-and-a-half-inch scale that had the same articulation, um, so like my Star Wars uh, action figures would constantly wrestle my, uh, yeah, wrestle my GI Joes, and uh, I had the, they. Uh, I always had Snake Eyes do uh, Swanton bombs off the handle into the ring uh, and murder people. So it's good times. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, and that that was kind of the thing is like there was back in those days. I felt like so many different types of articulation with figures, you know, and like. I know a big thing was like the WCW Galoob figures from the early nineties. I don't know if you had any of those or not, but they were basically the same scale as Hasbro's, but they had no articulation. So it's like they kind of can fit, but they're a little bit different. So it's, I don't know, like I had a hard time wrapping my head around trying to just mix them all together. And I feel like it would be a lot easier nowadays with a kid because all the figures are basically the same scale, but um, I don't know. It would still be kind of an interesting thing to just, mix everything together i guess yeah yeah i mean i tried to do it as best i could um 
but I would I'd get really anal about the fact that I couldn't have uh, things of the same articulation and right. and size. Size was the biggest thing, right? Um, I there was nothing worse than two people who were supposed to be the same size, but the scales were different. Um, but you know, to, to be honest, those Galoobs and uh, more importantly those LJNs, which I again I didn't grow up in that era. That those were not I didn't become a wrestling fan until. Right around the t- like, really hard wrestling fan until like '95. Okay, I would say so. Right around that era, um, which those, is interesting because wrestling wasn't at all hot at that time, really. Uh, that was kind of like that was that was when I was allowed to watch wrestling. Gotcha. So like, I wasn't. I was only allowed to watch wrestling a little prior to that, only at my dad's house. So I kind of weirdly grew up on WCW. Uh, my first match I ever watched was the spin the wheel, make the deal Halloween Havoc 91 between Vader and Cactus Jack. Fantastic. Yeah, um, that was the first match I ever watched, and I, I was obsessed with wrestling ever since that point. But then my mom uh, didn't really want me watching wrestling. We didn't have cable, so it was like hard for me to kind of watch it anyway, but I would get um, VHS tapes. Sure. And then, uh, and then like when we finally got television, we couldn't get TNT or something for some reason, but I could get WWE or WWF at the time. So I then became a WWF kid. I grew up on Razor, you know, Razor Ramon and Bret Hart were like my favorite, Shawn Michaels, sure. um, and, and 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 that you know that era. So it wasn't until the Bendums and the the Bone Crunchers that I actually got into collecting action figures and buying action figures as a kid. Sure. Um, but those those LJNs and those Galoobs, you know what? I, I'm willing to start a fight with Fully Posable uh, Jeff and Scott here. Oh, boy. Shots, tr- shots are happening. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lo- load them up because uh, here they come. They are some of the worst action figures in recorded history ever. And I'll, and I'll explain why. Uh, they don't move. You, you can't do more than, like, maybe one or two moves with them. And as a kid who grew up with at least five points of articulation, the arms, the legs, and the head at least moving, my childhood was better than their childhood because of that <laughs> because of that very reason. So I feel sorry for them that they had to wait so long to be able to get access to better figures. Well, you, you say that, and, and this is an interesting point, I'm because I'm very much agreeing with you, which they're going to hate me for this, but... You brought up G.I. Joes earlier, the three and three quarter inch scale and all that stuff. But the G.I. Joes, I always liked wrestling with them because they could do moves. You could pick a guy up and give him a, a back suplex or you could, you know, uh, give him a, a regular suplex or, you know, uh, you could put him in holds and stuff like that. Like you could do arm drags. Like you could actually do moves with them because they could move. Whereas the LJNs, it was kind of like and, and Jeff has brought this up, too, like. Certain figures like the Junkyard Dog or Hulk Hogan were good because they had the motion of a body slam, you know. And right with the Hasbro's, like those were action oriented, where they actually did you know you pull arm back and they would hit them or whatever. Which I don't know anyone that actually played that way. It was just that they seemed to think that that was a big thing. I don't know. Um, yeah, it, too many hands. Like you couldn't do it with two hands, so the other guy just had to stand there. Like right. you couldn't make it work. Yeah, right. I, I agree. But Hasbro has always been notorious for adding unnecessary action maneuvers to toys. Like that's always kind of been Hasbro's thing, is like putting a lever or putting a, a mechanism in. Because like the Power Rangers were the same way um, when they got the license 
to do that. They added like extra things to it and stuff. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's like, I guess that's just Hasbro's gimmick, but um, yeah, no, they're, those LGNs were atrocious. Um, Rick rude can do arrogant pin number one or arrogant pin number two, or, <laughs> you know, like he, he's not going to be able to do anything good. And I am the Rick rude LJN apologist. I've gone on record saying that uh, actually that that wasn't that bad of a figure because they went with a pose like who cares he could do an arrogant flying elbow he could do an arrogant you know an uh, arrogant diving headbutt would be great yeah an arrogant diving headbutt like he could do any number of these they're like he can't do anything i was like well actually he could i would figure these guys could use their imagination since they grew up with no articulation but apparently not <laughs> Shots are fired. I love it. Um, now yeah. you, you brought up earlier you grew up on the Bone Crunchers. Um, you know, and I've said this before, too, uh, all the time. You know, when I was a kid, I loved the Hasbros because that's the figures that were available. Um, yep. Before that, I did love the LJNs because, again, that's the figures that we had and, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth, the Galoobs, whatever. When the Jacks BCAs, the Bone Crunching action, started hitting, I wasn't, like, necessarily a huge fan, but they were making figures, so I wanted them. Uh, but mm-hmm. they did grow on me a lot. And like you said, like it was a different thing because the arms and legs moved. Like you could do the Stone Cold Stunner pretty well with that figure. Like, yeah, he didn't wrap up the head, but you could kind of make the motion with it because he could sit down to his butt and, you know, and all that stuff. So I actually didn't hate the bone crunching action. I, I think a lot of people kind of kind of crap on him or whatever. But um, again, not everything's a win. But and then, but Jax, I feel like you know they they had the license so long. They also did something that a lot of other companies don't do. They rebooted their own lines. They went from Bone Crunching Action to the Titantron Live to the Ruthless Aggression, and then even Deluxe Aggression, plus all these other like little lines like Maximum Sweat and Stomp and all oh, that other stuff. Oh, you mean the greatest line to ever be made in the history of the world, Maximum Sweat? Unbelievable. Yeah, you are absolutely correct. You are absolutely correct. I've also gone on record to say that Maximum Sweat was some of my favorite wrestling figures that I ever owned because you could load that squirt bottle with red dye yes. and squeeze it and it would ble- it'd make them look like they were bleeding. And I got them taken away from me as a kid because I made my action figures bleed. <laughs> Which I, I had always heard that was the initial idea, but then they realized that was a little bit morbid. So they, they changed it to sweat. Yeah. Cause it doesn't come out of anywhere else except for the head. Right, along which, the, which also makes sense because why would you want a figure that sweats? You know, like that's just yeah, weird. That is, it didn't make any. It didn't make any sense. But I, what I also loved about that was that was the first figure of Kane with his mask being removable. So I made my mom like go to what we had a store called Ames. I don't know if you guys have an Ames or a James Way. Sometimes it was known as it was a it was a department store, kinda like a kinda like a Walmart or a Target, but didn't survive the uh the two thousands. Um but they would they had an amazing toy section. I'd make my mom take me every day to find this cane figure because I needed to know what his face looked like. Right. I just I just had to see what it, and I believe if I'm not mistaken I I think it was just it was the Undertaker's face just repainted and maybe they did something to it right. to make it look like it was a burn victim but I remember I could not wait to get that figure I got that one I got the rock I got stone cold and I got triple h I'm pretty sure maybe I didn't get stone cold but I definitely had triple h cuz his nose was like obscurely large Amazing. even even in that even in that like weird scale 
Um, but yeah, I, man, Maxim Sweat, those are good times. I love those, and you can still and you can still do moves with them, right? Because they well, still they, they still kind of moved. I've always been a like I know a lot of people weren't a huge fan of the new Masters of the WWE Universe line because they felt like it took over the retro line. But yeah. let me say this: like I've always been a big fan. If you're going to do a gimmicky figure, do it in a different scale. And that's why I didn't feel like the mutants, zombies, or monsters lines did well because they were in the same scale. I like that Mm -hmm. these are in a different scale. And I like that Maximum Soil was in a different scale. Like, it's its own... Is it a little cartoony and over the top? Absolutely. But it's in its own thing. Like, I think the stomp figures that they did back in the 90s would have been even better if they had done them in, like, the scale of a G.I. Joe, right? I mean... Oh, absolutely. Make it its own thing. That would have been really cool because then I could have used them with my G.I. Joes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, those stomp figures were weird. They had the stomp. I think was it just three different versions versions of stomp? Like they had the mili- like a military version, and then they had like a space version. Because that was a, the first. Then they had a scuba version. They had a scuba version too, because the space version was the first time we ever got a sable figure. Right. Yeah. Or pretty close to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, being a girl and boy in that figure coming out. Whew, let me tell you. Oh yeah. Um, I really, I, which I don't even know if my mom would even let me. I don't even think she would have let me bought it because of how risque it was. It's like, but she's on TV, ma. She's my favorite. Yeah, and she, <laughs> and she was just like, absolutely not. Absolutely like, I was like, not. No. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I remember seeing those, and if you remember, right, that was the only that was the only way to get Brian Pillman at that time. Yeah, yeah, and that was yeah. also, I believe, the first Austin three sixteen shirt that they had. Uh, it may not have been the first one, but it was one of the first ones I remember seeing. And so that was a big thing. Absolutely. Under his armor, it said Austin 316. Yep. But it, it, again, it was like its own thing, but it was like, okay, this was kind of interesting. But, you know, and Mattel's tried that too, you know, like with, uh, they did like the Slam City thing. They did like the Create a Superstar. I mean, they've done a few different random things too, but it just nothing really has stuck. But, um, you know, a few years ago, they introduced the retro line, which is, of course, a, uh, a love letter to the Hasbro line. Uh, being that you didn't really grow up with Hasbros, what was your thought when you saw those? Um, so I thought they were cool. You know, I, 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 I appreciated the callback. I ended up buying as much as I could of the first wave. I, most of the time in my figure collecting, if it's the first run of a new series... I pretty much will usually buy the try to get the first set because it's the first one, right? Sure. Um, so even if it like if it tanks, well then cool. I have a piece of history of this tanking. Right. If it doesn't tank, well then cool because I have the first you know the first series of this. So I got um, I, the only one the only two I never saw in stores was the Ultimate Warrior and the Undertaker. Um, I was able to get the, I got two Kevin Owens cause I wanted to open one just to see what it did. Cause I'm a, I'm a mint on card or at least on card guy. Um, and then I got the Roman reigns and I got whoever the other two were in that set. Brock Lesnar and Cena, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, I, that line was so plagued. I felt like from all aspects because initially they all hit, but no one could find undertaker or ultimate warrior. Yeah. yeah, they were like weirdly the chase in the in the cases, even though they weren't chases. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was kind of a weird thing. And then you know, the first two waves were six figures. Then after that, all the waves were four. Which yeah, maybe that's just how they they ship better that way. I don't know, but I remember I found all of series one pretty easily, besides those two. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I randomly at a Walmart, I found an, a single Undertaker. 
and I was like, oh man, I found one. I gotta buy it. And then same with Ultimate Warrior, randomly found them. And then Wave 2, I don't think I ever saw that except once at a Walmart. And I remember at the time, I, I had a job where I didn't make nearly the money that I do now, so I was always kind of broke. And I found all all six figures. I had I had The Rock already, because Bane found that randomly. And I had found a mm-hmm. random Stone Cold, but I hadn't seen the rest of the wave. So, And a buddy of mine had already picked up a Mankind for me. So there's three other figures I needed to get. And I'm like, I don't really want to shell out 30 bucks today. So I hid two of them, and I bought Sting. So I hid Kane and Triple H. And I never saw series two ever again. And and then it, you know it was weird because it's like the the target set, like the series three set, I saw all the time. But then the other waves I never saw. And then that set with Shawn Michaels hit Walmart, and that was setting on the pegs for months. The other waves after that I never saw. But then they show up at five below, and they're five bucks each. It's it was very very badly done, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I I would love to just sit in the meetings. At, at these um, at these you know companies every once in a while just to understand how the process works right like when they decide when something gets released how it's going to get released you know and things like that because it's it's still an enigma to me it, right. it still doesn't make sense and even even these guys who work for these companies that now have uh, podcasts uh, themselves talking about products and stuff, even they seem to like not totally understand how their own system works, which is wild. But um, yeah, yeah well, I, I always go back to Walmart because I'm like, you know, what other department in Walmart has just empty s- s- shelf space? No, nowhere. So nowhere. why would they let that the toy section be empty unless they just didn't have anything to put out there? Yeah, it's very yeah, weird. It's, it's super weird. I I can't I can't figure it out, but I I also. I want to figure it out, but I don't. I just don't have the time. I'm a podcaster now. I don't have time to be figuring. <laughs> you got to pay those out. bills, man. You got to make yeah, that content. Yeah, yeah. I got. I'm a content creator officially, so I need to. I need to be focusing on that. For sure, man. Well, we're getting ready to wrap up part one. Before we do that, um, I, I do want to kind of turn to this. The retro line ended up kind of getting. They said put on hiatus, which doesn't mean canceled, but might might come back. And then a Masters of the WWE Universe line was shown at Comic Con last year. And, of course, mm-hmm. since then, we've seen um, a new play set come out uh, or about to be released with Austin and Hogan and a couple of new waves. So the line's continuing. A lot of people were very upset about this, thinking that this replaced the retros, which they did not like. I still feel like this was kind of a way to pilot the He-Man Masters of the Universe line as a way to, you know, like, let's match it up with one of our more successful products in WWE and kind of right. and kind of do a mashup wave. Because now three sets of this have hit. The He-Man will hit here shortly, probably by the time this drops. And you can kind of combine them all, which is fun. Uh, we kind of going back to scale. As a kid, if I could do John Cena versus Skeletor in a He-Man-style ring, that's amazing to me. So I think it's an awesome idea. Uh, what were your thoughts when you kind of first heard about this? Um, I thought... So I, I was weird as a kid. I liked... I always liked the idea of having things in scale, but I didn't particularly always care for crossovers. Right. And, uh, and especially that uh, with Ninja Turtles. As a kid, I always hated when they would have different versions of the Ninja, Ninja Turtles, like the Space Ralph or uh, Military Donnie or, you know, uh, that, that's it. But as an adult, I absolutely love it. And I think this is super interesting um, I was never a Masters of the Universe fan, right? Um, be, but I was I wasn't old enough, you know. Sure. Um, 
there was there was a, a relaunch in the mid two thousands I actually really liked, but um, overall like the scale's kind of goofy, but I, I don't hate it. I think it's interesting. I just when they first announced this, I went, oh, so this is what they're doing instead of zombies, or this yeah. is what they're doing instead of monsters. But it's selling like gangbusters, yeah. like it, like nobody can find these figures in in my hometown. I only have a Walmart. That's the only thing I have that sells toys. And, uh, they had them all on the pegs. They had, they had the, I think they had the first two waves, whatever one Mysterio is in was like the last wave that I had seen. Yeah. He's in wave two. Yeah. So I think it was like the first two waves and then they had the ring and within probably two weeks, they were all sold out, all gone, sold out. Um, and that's including, uh, my Walmart is notorious for just having destroyed packaging. Right. So even the the destroyed package stuff was wrecked. And like gone and wrecked. And it was it was crazy. Yeah, it, it was an interesting mashup. I I had kind of started to kind of get into He Man a little bit, and it was like kind of thinking like maybe I want to collect some of the some of the action figures because like you, I didn't grow up with it. It was a little bit ahead of my time. Yeah, but I was like, man, there's something kind of fun about that that I want to get into. And then these were announced, and I'm like, this is awesome, you know. And like the mini comic, the armor. I think it's really cool that you can kind of strip off Ultimate Warrior's armor, and you basically have a different scale Ultimate Warrior figure, you know. I think that was the smartest idea that they did. Yeah, this ability to you can take everything off, and you can just have a a, a regular wrestling figure in just a different scale. Right. And I think that was super smart. You know, a lot of the times those crossover figures or, or whatever, this stuff was molded onto them. Yeah. So you you if you didn't want that armor on there, there was no way to get around it. It was on there, and you were stuck with it. So they were really smart in doing that, and I uh, I, I do applaud them on that end. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, man, let's uh, let's take a break here, and uh, if you're up for it, we'll get us get us started on part two. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well. Now it's time for Breaker and Band to try a little bit of soda. I reckon it ain't gonna taste too good, but they're gonna take it down the hatch like a man. Grab a little bit of moonshine and join them. <laughs> well, that lovely song can only mean one thing. It's crazy soda time to get our score bang. Yeah. It is yeah. week three of four. How are you feeling about today, man? We're, we're, we're uh, halfway there. We're halfway there. Yep. We are. So I think it's that rock, paper, scissors time, right? Yeah. You ready to get your ass kicked? We're still one and one. So well, this round, I mean, on a scale of things, we're like 3,022 and six. That's not even. We've, there's no way. There's no way that we're more than like 2,500. Suit yourself. All right. Yeah, what, whatever you say, pal. Let's do this. All right. Damn it. <laughs> Get used to that phrase, Breaker. Shit. <laughs> Every time. Well, you always do rock and then scissors. Apparently. I guess I just need to change up my strategies. Are you excited for what we have today? I don't even see what it is. I have no idea. Chocolate-covered maple bacon. Oh, God. There's no way this one's going to be good. No, I don't think so either. I'm very curious to know what... Uh, I feel like we've had that before. I know we've had bacon. We had like maple-covered bacon or something like that. Yeah. Bacon soda with chocolate. I don't know if we've had this. 
Um, are you a bacon fan? Oh my god, yes. What do you think I am, vegan? Shut your face. <laughs> Shut your face. Are you a chocolate fan? Oh yeah. Then this should be no problem. <laughs> I'm also a corn fan, Breaker. <laughs> but well, you don't like the sweet corn soda. I do not. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, funny story, I took my niece and nephew to Rocket Fizz a couple days ago because yeah. they'd never been there. And you know the one that they have where you drop the marble in and it goes into the bottle and it kind of fizzes Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My nephew saw that kind. That's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. So we're in the store and we'd already paid for it and other people weren't there still shopping. So I want to open it. I was like, okay. So I opened it up and I was like, got to push it hard. And the lady's like, yeah, you got to push it real hard. And he's like, okay. And he, and he does. And he just... Soda everywhere. <laughs> like not like bad, but right. I'm like, well, that yeah, they were not happy. Yeah, yeah I bet. I'm not. Like, hey, come on, you know, that's a soda shop. You know, you're gonna get used to a couple of spilled sodas here and there. You're gonna get syrup on the floor eventually. Yeah. Well, anyway, down the hatch breaker. Like, smells like chocolate bacon. Down the hatch, there breaker. Something about this bacon soda mm-hmm. just does not set well with me. As much as I love bacon, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it really does taste like chocolate and bacon. Ugh. It's like burnt bacon. That's what I thought. Because I thought in the past when we've had these bacon sodas, it wasn't like good bacon. It was like burnt to a crisp bacon. Uh, some people like it that way. And that's so weird to me. Not me. me. I mean, I, you might as well just be eating char. Straight char. I mean, it's not good. Ooh. Well, down the old hatch. Mm. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's probably heavy. the worst one we've had this it's, round. It's heavy on the burnt bacon. I can tell you yeah, that. Yeah, it is. The chocolate wouldn't be so bad if the bacon wasn't all burnt. No, yeah. Now, are you a thick-cut bacon or, or a thin-cut? I can both, but, I mean, if I had my choice, I love thick-cut bacon. I do, too. I'm a big fan of the thick-cut bacon. Are you, like, uh, I feel like it's harder to come by. Yeah, you can get it. It's more expensive, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Um, are you... Do you like uh, like applewood smoke? Do you oh, like yeah. regular applewood smoke? For yeah. Sure. Um, another another favorite of mine is uh, uh, the the black peppered bacon. Oh yeah, Whew, that's good stuff too. Um, so I used to work at Chili's, as you know, mm-hmm. and I spent about a week. Oh God, that's awful. Yeah. I spent a week as a cook. Yeah. One of the things I had to do is prep the bacon because yeah. they had that thick cut bacon for the mm-hmm. what they called the smokehouse. They burgers. got good thick cut bacon, honestly. And they had like a brown a brown sugar bacon and like mm-hmm. a jalapeno bacon. Mm-hmm. And so I would basically just put it on the put the seasoning on the bacon and that's what I did for one portion of the day. Ugh. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was um, that was always a d- interesting job because when you're hungry you're like, man, I'd really like a few pieces <laughs> right. of bacon. This is looking tasty. Yeah, that's uh Ooh. We uh growing up, we always had uh, what's known as chocolate gravy? Have you ever oh chocolate gravy? God, yeah, my dad love chocolate gravy. If you've never had chocolate gravy, that's probably a southern thing because I'm is. sure a lot of people like it is. If you don't know what chocolate gravy is, and you're I, I'm curious. Grossed out right now. We got some New York folks, you know, cleaner, yeah. good brother Mike. Well, are they familiar with chocolate gravy? I that, think that's so. got to be a southern and, thing. Well, what's funny is like my kids have never eaten it and they refuse to try it. I've made it for them one time and nobody in the house would try it. Really? Yeah. Why not? Because the idea of chocolate gravy sounds gross to them. They, they're they thinking of, like, white pepper gravy or brown gravy, you know, with, like, chocolate. And I'm like, that's not what it is. It's, it's yeah, it's like a... But we used to we used to do that with biscuits, so it would be, like, biscuits and chocolate gravy, right? Oh, God, yeah. 
my dad's, so good. On Christmas morning, my dad still makes that. Right, and that's that's that was a tradition of ours too. Was Christmas morning is that's when we'd have it, and um, but we'd make bacon with it too. And I used to love dipping that bacon in that chocolate gravy. See, I never tried that. Oh, so good. Really? Oh my god. So you should love this then. I should, <laughs> but I don't. But it made me think of that though because of I was like, well, maybe it'll taste like that. Nope. Uh, the chocolate gravy to me always had kind of a Nutella taste. Yeah, I can see that. When you like, so if you've had Nutella, that's kind of what chocolate gravy tastes like. It's not exactly like it, but it kind of has that similar taste. It's good, good stuff, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I can, I can definitely, definitely get that. Um, yeah, chocolate gravy is good though. I, I'm kind of curious if, uh, if other people um, are as aware of it as we are, but yeah, it is definitely good stuff. Yeah. yeah, if if you're if you're from a different state and you've never had it, I challenge you to get on Google, find yourself a recipe with at least four and a half stars, make that shit, and get back to me. Get back, get back to big underscore. Band. Yeah, because I guarantee guarantee you, your satisfaction is my guaranteed. I guarantee you'll be satisfied. <laughs> good lord, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got to we got to dive into a little bit of chalk line talk here. They haven't had a whole lot of reveals uh, since last week, but um, this I think actually is today as we record this. The Technodrome Fanimation jacket and the Turtle Blimp Fanimation jacket are both launching. Very nice. Now, Klarna may come into play here because. If you want to buy two jackets all at once, that's going to be quite an undertaking financially, right? Yeah. You know, Klarna is kind of a godsend if you think about it. How did that no one think about this before? Right. It's When I first heard of that, I was like, wait a minute. So, Because that's how I bought one of my a couple of chalk line jackets I actually have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you basically, if anyone does not know, you can use a credit card with Klarna. And you go on and you basically pay for one quarter of the price right then and there. And then every two weeks they they charge you that same price. Yeah. Basically, whatever it is, if it's two hundred bucks, they divide it into quarters, so it's fifty bucks at yeah. a time. You and just, most people can afford that. Pretty much paid out over about two months. Yeah. And there's no interest, nothing like that. It's literally just it's kind of like layaway, but you get the product before you pay it off. Yeah. It's it's a heck of a deal, man. It really is. I think I, I would like to see more places. I'm curious um, to know how like that. I'm curious to know how those places make their money. Unless they, I guess probably they charge the merchant. Probably the merchant. Yeah. And it, and it makes the merchant more money because more people are willing to buy. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I do see the all that shorts are uh, getting a restock. Those are those are always cool. I like the all that ones. They're a little loud, but they're fun. Yep. Yep. Uh, the Lacey Evans jacket is available. Uh, they, they've been teasing a lot of Sega Genesis stuff, so I'm hoping some Sega Genesis products hits. Chalkline. Altered Beast. Get us some Altered Beast gear. That's all I'm asking. And tank tops. They actually put Altered Beast in a, in a hashtag, so I'd say that that's very likely. Hell yeah. Is that a favorite of yours, Altered Beast? That's like the only Sega game I liked. <laughs> really? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, it's really the only one that I got to play as a kid. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, Harlem Heat, uh, the Shawn Michaels Texas shorts, the Stone Cold shorts, and the Shawn Michaels Bad Blood shorts are on WWE Shop. They had a brief restock of the Attitude Era shorts, and those sold out again. So that's proven to be a hot hot seller. Yep. I mean, everyone can't get enough of those. I think they could honestly restock most everything about every few months, and it would probably still sell out. Probably Because so. there's so many people that just weren't able to get those things. Yeah. They also have the new Adam Cole Fanimation and Braun Strowman Fanimation jacket. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, 
I'm trying to, the new Ric Flair jacket. Yeah. I think this actually is a restock. What do you think about that? I mean, it looks just like his robe. Very sweet. That's pretty cool. Uh, Street Profits got a tracksuit. That's cool. Yeah, I dig that. Pretty cool stuff. So, um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I love the turtle blimp jacket and the Technodrome jacket. Yeah. But I don't know if, like, I could justify both. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I would probably myself go with the blimp. Man, I love the villains, though. Yeah. And so I, I you know... The only villains I'm really a mark for are Shredder, uh, Bebop, and Rocksteady. Okay, if you're not going to mention Krang in that, then just get the hell out, all right? See you later, Pat. No. Dude, come on. Krang. No, Krang, Krang, yeah, no, Krang is great, but, like, he's not, to me, he's not as big of a deal as Shredder and Bebop and Rocksteady. No, I agree. So, I I don't know. I mean, totally okay with missing out on any Krang stuff, except if they had a tank top with Krang right there on the belly. They did do a Krang jacket. Yeah. I think a tank top would be killer. I think it's odd that me and you both love their stuff, but different stuff. Like, I love the shorts. I'm wearing the Casey just, Jones shorts right now. I just got a hell of a tattoo idea, by the way. The Krang just on your belly? Right there. <laughs> Covered my, my whole stomach. <laughs> that, every time you go to a public pool, could you imagine the reaction? <laughs> like your belly button's his mouth, right? <laughs> They actually had a shirt on Redbubble that I almost ordered, and it was printed on the belly, and it was a yellow shirt with Krang on the belly. Nice. And I almost got it, but I was like, that's a that's a, that's a bit much. Yeah, well, it's And a, I love Krang. It's a weird place to have the design, I think. And I think that's that's what always throws me off about seeing Krang shirts. Yeah. It's because it's like, I, I don't know. There's something about having the design strictly on my belly. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. I would love to see them make some Krang shorts. I would love Technodrome shorts, mm-hmm. Blimp shorts, all that stuff. They've, they've done that a lot with their popular items, so I could see it happening. I just, they haven't announced anything yet, but yeah. yeah pretty cool stuff, man. I, I mean, I'm all about what Chocolate's doing. They're, they're Absolutely, doing great yeah. stuff. They're so, killing it. So, very, very cool stuff. Uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Ah, let's just plug it up. All right. If you guys like this show, check out our other friends who are podcasters. Of course, we have the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott dropping a new show every single Sunday, just like this show. We have Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew talking all things pop culture, dropping new shows all the time. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. A nice retro look at the world of pro wrestling. He actually mentioned on an episode the other day that he got a chuckle because no one really knew how to describe their show. Like me and Jeff would be like, it's a fun wrestling show. And I'm like, that's kind of what it is, though. It's, It's a positive look at old school wrestling, which I think is fun, you know. Me and Steve share that common bond of liking to watch like old pay-per-views and stuff like that. The old school feeling. Right. Uh, doing the favor with Eric and Barry. Um, better be hitting them streets because Barry's... What what figure did we say Barry's looking for? Gronkowski. Gronkowski. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. That's, that's going to be our new joke. <laughs> did you find that Gronk figure yet, pal? Come on, Barry. Get that Gronk figure. <laughs> Uh, we get, gotta gotta get it. Yes. Gotta get that and all the Ronda Rousey figures. I know he loves that one too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds dropping a new podcast every single day. That's a fun one. Check that out. Ringside rant with RJ. He's got a new show. I think he drops one every Wednesday. Check him out. Really fun guy. Really fun show. And the Leisure and Lariat's podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. He's actually uh, just today dropped a new podcast with Stevie Richards. Nice. Yeah, so that's cool. Stevie Richards, I know, is working a lot on like uh, physical fitness and mm-hmm. health and stuff. I think that's pretty cool. should be a fun mm-hmm. episode. 
And, of course, our guest today was Big Chuck. And check out his new podcast, The Elite Eight Showdown. Hang on, Breaker. Okay. Oh, boy. You know, it's fine. Big Chuck was our guest today. But I'm a little bit pissed off. He's been running his mouth over there. Well, that's what he does. At Elite Eight Showdown. Him and Invader Tim. Big Chuck, you talk about our show. You get on there and you say, you know, oh, Breaker does all the talk and Bane doesn't even know what Breaker's saying. He's just like, yep, yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, he's, then you, he's just throwing out like you, like hate at you, and man. Then, and then you say real riveting stuff. Let me tell you something, pal. You quite literally just did a show about the top eight foods that give you shits. Talk about riveting. I think that was our idea, wasn't it? It was our idea, but he didn't have to do it. That's Here's true. another idea. The top eight ways that I'm going to come to New York and kick your ass. All right? <laughs> One, airplane. Yeah. Two, two car. car. <laughs> Three, sea Four, paddle boat. That's going to take a while. Yeah. Five, recumbent bike. Yeah. Here's the thing. Nobody talks shit about Bane and <laughs> Six, Breaker. hopscotch. <laughs> Seven jump rope. It's I'm coming for you, pal. Eight hoverboard. There it is. There, hoverboard's the good way. Yeah, good way. Maybe even a skateboard, but I'd have to learn that one first. You gotta do the Marty McFly and just hang on the back of them cars. Right, but nobody talks about Breaker and Bane's power hour and gets away with it, pal. The last people to do that, Breaker and Bane, and they're no longer with us. Yeah, because we killed them and took their show. So here's the thing. You just stay on your side of the fence over there in New York. We'll stay over here in Oklahoma. And uh, you keep and no, running no that riding mouth. that fence post. No putting your mouth on top no, of it. No, you keep running that mouth, and I'm going to send Bill Benis down there for you. Okay? And you want to talk about Betty White's you, coming to kill us? Let me you tell don't you want something. Bill Benis. Let me tell you something about Betty White. Betty White showed up to my house yesterday, and now she's making me a sandwich for lunch. So you just shut your face about Betty White. What kind of sandwich was it? It was a turkey. It was really good. Was it? It was really good. Yeah. Big turkey. But enough of it, Chuck. We'll see you next week. Thanks for being on, pal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, check out our amazing artist, at Jason. Uh, so I always say, at Jason WLF. He switched it on me. Oh. It's Art of Jason Wolf on Twitter and on Instagram. Probably okay. smart on his part to do the same uh, Twitter handle. Yeah. Like you did, not like I did at all. Right. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Art of Jason Wolf on Twitter, Instagram. Find him. He does awesome stuff. Um, Sketch cards, commissions. Um, he stays busy. Awesome action figure collection, too. I mean, yeah. holy crap, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. So check him out. Um, also, check out uh, Grapple Holden to be the man if you like wrestling comic books. Oh, Grapple Holds them by uh, Dave Thomas, good friend of the show. Yeah. And to be the man is also available on Amazon and Comixology. Breaker and Bane's Power Pro Wrestling, the video game. You can buy it from Pack and Sack Dave. He actually, on his website, has an email button. So just click that and say, hey, I want Breaker and Bane's Power Pro Wrestling. I want to I want to play as old Charlie Shaw. I want to kick his ass. You Boom. Can, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, Bane, your music. Uh, it's out. It's available. You can uh, download it all on uh, Apple. Yeah. Spotify. I'm not super prevalent in music apps. Although, um, I got on iTunes the other day, and I can still buy songs. Yeah, so I think that's still. I think they might have just been like, "Well, never mind on that," because yeah, it's um, still. It was supposed to be done for like a like last year. <laughs> so I thought about that, and I was like, "I can still buy stuff." Yeah, so I, don't, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if that was just like a a big rumor, like, "Oh, DVDs are going away," and they never did. Yeah, yeah. there's there's also a new feature on Instagram, and I got a I got an email saying that it should be available. I looked; it's not available yet, but maybe be looking for it in the next few weeks. Um, that new 
Facebook version of TikTok that's on Instagram. I think mm. it's called Create or something. I can't remember what it's called. But it's like Instagram's version of TikTok. Um, my music should be available to use on there if you guys want to. Oh, cool. Um, if it's not, it should be available Dude, soon. Dude, Ethan's going to love that. Well, I know my music is available on TikTok. Mm. Um, so if you are on TikTok, you can find my music on there. So um, it should be available soon on that on that uh, Instagram feature. But, yeah, it check it out. It's, you know. If you want to use my shit on there, I'll be putting my new stuff on there too whenever that comes out. And the cool thing is, is like anything that I put out now, I can actually edit where it starts off in the song. So I can just put like the hook on there, the chorus or whatever. Oh, nice. so, yeah. Pretty cool stuff. All right, TikTok's fine, but I'm more into woof. <laughs> That's office reference. That would be you. annoying as hell in real life. It's a, it absolutely was oh a terrible idea for an app. Oddly enough, um, Oscar's idea for it was great, though, like having it be like a um, an emergency service. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a great idea. Very, very smart. I Actually, I think if they do make the Ryan Howard Funko Pop, he needs to either have like the gym bag in the air, like from the first yeah. season, or a wolf something. Yeah. He, he could have a – do you remember when they did that lip-syncing video? He could have the wolf T-shirt on. Yes. Yeah. The lip dub or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, that'd be great. Um, new album. So, any news on that? I mean, I know it's only been a week, but I know you were you're still hard at work on it. Yep. Yeah, so, I you know it's funny because I'm hard at work at about five different things right now. So, um, no no real news on that. It's um, it's still pretty much where it was last week. I haven't really had a chance to work on it, but I've been been working on some other stuff. So, uh, and unfortunately, I was called back into the studio this past week. Wait, what? Called back into the studio for. That studio? That studio. So that means that the new season is underway of No Holds Barred yeah. with Bill Venus. Yeah. And, uh, we, you know, we haven't talked about her very much in past seasons, but um, uh, Trisha's kind of been more hands-on lately at the studio. She's the owner. Who the hell and, is that? Huh? Who the hell is that? She's the owner of the studio. Oh, okay. And um, she's she's been a little bit more hands-on, so she's kind of getting a little fed up at Bill, and I'm kind of catching heat for it as well. So, uh, Yeah, I'm not shocked. Um, so I'm trying to – I don't know. I don't know how things are going to go this season. I'm a little bit concerned for it, honestly. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, but no holds barred. Bill Benis is back in the studio, so that means, I guess – Season three is coming soon. Yeah, probably probably in about a month. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, he he said he's like we we got to bank about four or five episodes where we can go. You know, that's whatever know. he's thinking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, back to the Nintendo is also available. Um, new episode dropped today. A uh, balloon fight. Nice. Which is a classic. I think a poetic prophet actually has suggested that episode for a while. Okay. So I'm glad we were able to knock that one out. Very cool. And of course, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash bbph. Um, a new energy shot once a week. New gifts. Actually, uh, Travis Fowler sent me a message that he loved the uh, the gift for this uh, like middle part of the year. Yeah, I'm. I'm. He he actually sent me a message too. I was pretty stoked to hear that he he really enjoyed it. Hopefully, everybody's gotten theirs. Um, so, I, I or know. or the, if you haven't, it should be coming. This yeah, is for the uh, the five dollar patrons. Yeah, you get two gifts a year. This is gift one. Yeah, and um, I thought. I mean, I think it looks cool. Yeah, so. It's a it's a cool and, little thing. It's nothing big. It's nothing special. It's just something to kind of say thank you guys. It's just it's just a little something. So hopefully you guys enjoyed. I think it's pretty cool. Um, and then 
All of our t-shirts are available at uh, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, bbph.redbubble.com, and then, of course, our new G.I. Joe-inspired design at whatamaneuver.net. All our shirts are amazing. Check them out. A lot of them are done by the awesome artist known as Jason Wolf, and, of course, Big Underscore Bane also has a t-shirt store. I do. At whatamaneuver.net. Yes. As, as do a lot of the other guys, so I think it's cool that you can get a fully posable doing the favor, ringside rant. And Breaker Maid's Power Hour shirt, all all in one one stop shop. That's pretty cool. Oh yeah, so check that out. And then of course, um, I don't know if there's any updates on Outsiders Beard Co. or Average Panda, but I see you're wearing your uh, Average Panda tank top today. I am wearing the old Average Panda tank top today. Uh, no no real news on that <coughs> either just yet. I'm still um, I'm still kind of working on working on things for the Outsiders Beard Co. Trying to trying to I need to get labels in for the pomade things like that. I need to um, I'm still trying to figure out this hand sanitizer thing, um, but I don't I don't really know if all of that's going to work out like I had planned because I'm not the only one with that idea for the um, single use sanitizing wipes because everywhere that I've looked is like completely sold out of that. <laughs> so. Um, but the um, on, on and on the average panda thing is. I'm still waiting to because I ordered some of those um, all over print tank tops. And I'm still waiting on those to come in the mail so I can kind of get a feel for them, see if I like them well enough to actually keep them on the store. But sure. Uh, but so everything right now is kind of just a waiting game on those two ends. But I, I will let you guys know as soon as there's any details. But yeah, check it out. Uh, the Outsiders Beard Co. is open for business. I mean, if you guys want to go get it on there, uh, if you guys, I know wearing masks right now is kind of a thing, but if you, uh, have some Zoom meetings where you need to have your beard looking good. I got the stuff for you, so check it out, and um, I'll, I'll be more than happy to fulfill that for you. And then AveragePandaGear.com, check it out if you need some workout gear. If you're not a huge gym rat, you know, that's the place for you. Bam, there it is. So next week, Big Chuck will be back on for part two. Probably another big promo from Big Underscore Bane, hopefully, because that's always entertaining. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. And we will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up because this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this is the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. I'll tip the cage over as I hang over I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck, so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good, it was really good Pretty good That son of a bitch, Eric Barker You son of a bitch I can't dig it, Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.